Section 11 of True Stories About Pets, edited by Jane Gray Swisshelm. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Scott McMullen. Fred's Pet by Mrs. M. O. Johnson. Mother! Grandma! shouted Fred, rushing pell-mell into the house and clattering upstairs. Come down quick! I've something to show you! Mother and Grandma obediently followed downstairs and out on the west porch. There in the grass lay a little animal black as coal, with long slender limbs, bright eyes, a small head, and lopping ears. Grandma, at the first glance, thought it was a terrier and cried out in dismay, for she was afraid of dogs of any description. But her fears were speedily banished. It was a kid, which pet-loving Fred had bought for a trifle of a schoolmate who rejoiced in the possession of a family of goats. Grandma at first demurred about keeping him, but she was seldom proof against Fred's pleadings, and the arguments he always set forth on bringing home a live acquisition of any kind whatever. You won't let me have a dog, Grandma. You might let me keep this, I'm sure. I'd rather ten thousand times have a dog, but he's better than nothing. Nothing? My dear boy, haven't you Charlie to ride almost any time? And don't you own hens and pigeons and rabbits and cats and kittens by the dozen? You'd like a whole menagerie, I do believe. I would, Grandma, first rate. But honestly, I'd give all the pets I have for a dog. Well, well, let the dogs alone while I'm alive, and you may keep the kid for all me. As to your mother, she likes it as well as you do, I don't doubt. Mother was, at this moment, sitting on the grass holding the little creature in her lap, tenderly patting and talking to him. Mother's consent was always taken for granted in Fred's pet enterprises, so it was settled that Billy should stay. Though I don't see what you want him for, added the old lady. It's not for beauty's sake, anyway. To be sure, he was not very pretty at that time, for he was thin and covered with short, coarse hair that had no hint of gloss. But, as Fred said, he would grow, and grow he did, very fast, thriving on milk and clover. His young master had to teach him to drink, after trying vainly to borrow the baby's nursing bottle, and after Billy had learned, he would not touch his milk unless it was warmed for him. He soon learned when to expect his breakfast and supper, and would trot up to the kitchen door, put in his head, and bleat. When his milk was set down before him, he knelt on his forelegs and lapped it very fast, wagging his little stumpy tail dog-fashion all the while. Sometimes, when the family were gathered around the table, they would hear soft, pattering footsteps along the entry, and presently the door would be gently pushed open and a little black head appear with pleasant dark eyes and a ludicrous gravity of expression. Billy usually waited, however, for an invitation to enter, and stood quietly, looking from one to another, till someone, generally Grandma, said, Come, Billy. She said it, to be sure, under protest. But the little creature's mute pleading was more than her gentle, easy-to-be-entreated nature could withstand. His goatship had found this out, and little did he care whether anybody else wanted him or not. In he came, glad and triumphant as a child when some marked privilege is accorded, trotted around the room, rubbed his head against her, and then looked for his breakfast. 
the sight of a round tin dish was sure to raise his spirits and even its standing on the stove was no hindrance in his estimation with his forefeet serenely resting on the heated iron in went his nose oh the shrieks that rang out from human lips the first time billy touched the stove but his friends soon grew used to it and finding he did not mind concluded they wouldn't and he was allowed to help himself as he liked one morning when grandma was eating her breakfast alone she thought she heard the cat behind her chair scat she said but on looking around no pussy was visible only billy fairly mounted on the stove he was dancing back and forth eyeing the table and seeming to enjoy the clatter of his elfish little hoofs of course there was not a great fire but enough to keep the dining room quite warm and comfortable billy dearly liked to trot around the table and be fed with tidbits from the plates rolls or crackers cake or pie never came amiss one day he jumped on the lounge and then with another spring landed on the table without breaking or overturning a single dish but those in authority decided that he had grown too large and active to be allowed in the house master billy had no reason to complain for he had the range of the whole farm and the barn besides a stable of his own that his young master had built for him with a regular stall and crib like that of a horse and supplied with hay for both food and bedding but billy was social and liked to stay with folks as long as fred would play with him outdoors he was satisfied but if left alone he would watch his chance and slip into the kitchen sometimes when grandma was sitting quietly at work she would hear him bounding upstairs and in he would rush like a young tornado shaking his head and prancing about in high glee at his success then there would be a time getting him down again there was no such thing as driving him for he would go pell-mell over chairs and table bed and bureau with small respect for looking-glass or china toilet set if fred tried to pull him he would set his feet like a donkey and hold back and it did no good to scold or whip him by dint of coaxing crackers and candy my young gentleman was usually lured downstairs he liked apples and would sometimes come for these but he could get them for himself under the trees and much preferred to do so for if fred offered him a very nice one when outdoors he would sniff at it leave it and run off and help himself he had a way of his own of getting into the bedroom over the kitchen the woodpile gave him a convenient footing whence he would spring upon the shed roof jump into the window and take a nap on the bed whenever he pleased one day he jumped into the great wood wagon and began dancing about on the loose boards presently his foot caught and he could not get it out katie heard his frightened cry and leaving her dinner ran to his aid she pulled out his foot gently and he seemed really grateful he remembered too and ever after kept clear of the wagon wherever he might be even if a long way from the house when any of the family called him he would bleat instantly in answer and come bounding along with all possible speed he loved to browse in the sunshine and was very fond of young leaves and small twigs he would stand on his hind feet and reach up into the bushes and grapevines till his body was half hidden a droll little image enough when the baby put flowers and leaves in his hat ribbon as he often did they were pretty sure to be eaten off and when fred sat reading on the grass billy would often come up behind him put his forefeet on the boy's shoulders 
and bite his hat or hair in play. He was always on friendly terms with one of the cats. Topsy, the black one, never could be won over to good fellowship. She spit at him to begin with the first time she saw him, and he returned the compliment by a push with his head. His horns were then just beginning to grow. She was somewhat frightened and ever afterwards gave him a wide berth. But Kitty Gray liked to play with him. He would chase her around the dooryard, and she would come right back to him as soon as he stopped and start again. He tried to play with the hens, but they did not appreciate his social feeling any more than Topsy did. He would dash in among them when they were eating their breakfast, and they would scatter in all directions. Then he would walk off by himself and lie down, or begin to browse, wait till they came back, and in a twinkling return to the charge. Fred made a light harness for him and taught him to draw a little wagon, but this took time and patience. Why, mother, he said one day, I never saw a goat learn like this one. The other boys knock their goats about and thump and scold them, and they tip over the wagon and run away, and do everything but draw. Billy does just as I tell him. Fred had many a merry time with his four-footed playmate, but by the time the wagon had become an old story, Billy grew so large and strong that Grandma was afraid of him. He would run against her in his rough play and almost throw her off balance. She was anxious, too, about her young trees and could not bear to see the bark nibbled off. So she told Fred she would get a pet lamb if he would give Billy away. Fred knew a kind boy who would take good care of him and was much pleased to have him. One day, some time after Billy exchanged owners, Fred saw him harnessed to a little wagon and waiting at the door of a grocery for parcels. Fred had a talk with the boy as he was putting in his load and found he liked Billy but that his goatship would draw very well when he pleased, and not at all when he didn't please. As he grows older, won't is likely to predominate over will. Let his young master enjoy his services while he can. End of section 11. Recording by Scott McMullen.